Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the PIN 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. And good Tuesday afternoon. It is September 26th is your date. And, Chris, what is our show number 263? 263. 263. So we A lot are... of hitters nowadays would like to hit 263. Yeah, they would. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a lot of NFL stuff to get to, among many, many other things. Uh, a baseball game in progress. We'll keep you up to date on that when we get around to baseball. And I'm sure we'll have some good conversation about playoffs and all that stuff so uh well chris will tell us exactly what we're going to talk about but all right that's just some of it that's right first of all we're going to start off with a little nascar and then um just a reminder just to get it out of the way right now the Ryder cup is this coming weekend in rome and i asked miss miss a how because it's going to be crazy to watch it because rome is six hours ahead of the east so if you i think robert i think the thing for robert to do if he wants to watch golf is like stay up that's probably about yep. the best he can do. But anyway, uh, so that's that's on the it weekend. It will start, uh, by the way, the Friday, golf channel, the golf channel, and SiriusXM. Their coverage will begin at one a.m. in the east. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So so there's that uh, for NASCAR. We oh, and about the rest of the agenda. I'm sorry. So we took care of the Ryder Cup, NFL, of course, NASCAR, a little NASCAR, NFL, baseball, college uh, football, and then media. And uh, media, we've got a little hockey. We have a death to, to talk about a little bit. And uh, we've got the uh, WEPN stuff uh, in New York. And we'll see if anybody knows any more about that. Because I did not hear all things radio last week. So maybe there's more. Maybe there isn't. But we'll just talk about it because it's going to create some interesting uh, thing. But it won't be for a while. It won't be till next year. Oh. So for NASCAR, William Byron won at, won at uh, the Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth. Uh, he, uh, he's leading the cup standings now and has advanced to the final eight. They've uh, whittled it down to the final eight. It was the sixth win in the series, uh, and, you know, and, and uh, the sixth win this year. And uh, so that's why he's leading. So that makes sense to me. Okay. Do we have our NFL insider? We do not. We do not. No, he said he might be have another commitment today. So we will go on without him. If he pops in, we'll, we'll get him. But if not, uh, he may, may be a change of plans. Okay. San Francisco beat his Giants. We're talking about Rick Swan beat his Giants thirty to twelve. I thought that was a little bit of a misleading score. It was like seventeen to twelve most of the time into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Giants were were on the field too much. You know the offense didn't get it done against San Francisco, and you knew the game after they beat the Cardinals. You you pretty much figured they were not going to beat the Forty ers but they gave them a battle. But it wasn't. Uh, you know it was. Uh, there were other games that were more lopsided than that this what? week. Let's put it that way. 
Yep. So, anyway, okay. Cleveland beat – and there were a lot of lopsided games this week. Cleveland beat Tennessee 27-3. to Tennessee is really struggling offensively. And Deshaun Watson, we, we kind of were complaining about him last week. He threw two t- passing touchdowns. And uh, so he finally had his first – that's his best game as a Brown, I'd say. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah, I think that's yes. the best one. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. Another one, Detroit beat Atlanta 20 to 6. Again, Atlanta was really not in this game very much at all. Uh, you know, they uh, they don't have much going again on offense. You know, they've got a couple of good players. That Bijan Robinson's good, uh, Algiers pretty yeah. good, and you know all that, but they just don't have enough of it. And the Lions, uh, you know, after they kind of uh, they got a wake up call I think against Washington. We got a big good game coming up Thursday night though. I think we're going to have oh, great a game lot of Thursday, that. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Brian will be happy about that. <laughs> Green Bay against New Orleans, and Green Bay came back and won at 18-17. to 17. Or if you're Pierre, you say that New Orleans blew it. But what happened was Derek Carr got hurt, and they were up 17 to nothing, and they were the Packers weren't getting anything done. And, but the Saints then stopped doing anything offensively, and that meant that gave he opened the door for the Packers. And give Jordan Love credit, he, he did bring them back. There are quarterbacks uh, who wouldn't. But, uh, you know, he, he's not been great this year, but he's they're 2-1. And, one, so and, that's, the and, and that's what I said, Chris, after watching him in the preseason. If you remember, I said he would be shaky at times, and he would mm-hmm. look pretty good at times. And, he's, and he has done just that so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, not, and, uh, not everything do you watch the preseason. I mean, most of it is, is kind of worthless. But in this case, he did play, and you can tell. You know, he, he he's still kind of learning the league, if you will. Yeah, yeah, right. And the thing is that they, uh, you know, are in a position where it's a division. They've, they've really got, I think it's separated itself already, and we'll get to the other two clunkers in that division. I think it's between them and the Lions. So once you're down to two teams in your division, you're, you know, that's a good thing. So uh, Right, and, you you could know. Ver- and at that point, you could very easily, even if you don't pass the Lions, which I think most people don't think they will, but right. you could you could still very easily get one of those wild cards. You could. There's three yeah, of them. And, and That's in the NFC. Go ahead, Robert. As, as far as Derek Carr is concerned, he's only missed like two or three games in his career. So Yeah, one was a playoff game, of course, which yeah, is very unfortunate yeah. for well, him. He, he broke his leg the last yeah, I know. season. Yeah. But, but, but the thing is, he may be back even on Sunday or if not, then yeah. the week, next week. So we'll see yeah. what happens on that. Yeah, you, you know, though, coach- some, of the, some of the broadcasters around the league are, are hilarious. And the Packers have a very good crew. And it was like the second play of the game – uh, Larry McCarron was saying how great they looked and this and this. And then they, ca- they called a penalty on him. He said, Wayne, next time I say how great they look, would you just look over and tell me to shut up? <laughs> <laughs> Miami but those, but those, guys are ve- those guys are very good. Miami beat Denver in a historic game, 70-20. to 20. And it's That's the most sad. points. Since, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's the most points since uh, the uh, by one team in a regular season game or any game since the uh, Redskins beat the Giants in uh, November twenty seventh of sixty six seventy two to forty one, and uh, Raheem Moster scored three rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown. They scored ten touchdowns. I mean, they didn't even stop and kick any field goal. They just up and down the field. And Denver, I don't know. Sean Payton used to be a good coach, but he used to have a good oh. quarterback. So I think that's part yeah, of the problem. Like, he's know, blaming I, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's blaming him. You know, yep. it's it's all, it, the love fest is definitely over in Denver. If I were quarterback, you know, I, I were was, drafting somebody. I don't think I'd draft anybody named Wilson to play quarterback. No, I think that's the bottom line. Here. But you know, I was listening, and of course they quit going to it on the Sunday drive. But right. by the middle of the third quarter, 
Miami had all, most of their starters out of the game. So, I mean, it's not like they were getting I mean, beat by the starters. I mean, yeah, that score did a good job, too. So. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, that, score, that score sounds like a, a lower classification high school girls basketball game. Yeah. Like some like a 1A yeah. or 2A score. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, the Chargers beat the Vikings 28-24, to and uh, they won 11 one-score games in a row. And then they've lost the last four now, including the th- one against the Giants in the playoffs. So they're 0-3, and, yeah. and they've, they've been within eight or less points. That's a one-score game. And uh, all of them, and they were coming down for the quote-unquote winning uh, touchdown, the winning drive, the ones they used to get last year, and they turned it over because that's, that's what they do now this yep. year. And that, you know, it, it, I was talking earlier about Paul Allen, and he was talking. The Chargers committed a, a penalty on that drive. He says, "Yep, there go the Chargers. They're imploding." Well, then you did what you do, which is turn yep. it over. So there you go. Somebody had to win that game. And and obviously the the interception goes to Cousins. But from what they were saying, and obviously. You know, they're not going to make any excuses for an interception. It was one of those that was tipped in the air and intercepted. Yeah, I really and can't already quarterbacks he- for that. And I'm already hearing, though, I mean, right or wrong, the people are already saying, when are we going to trade Kirk Cousins? I'm hearing stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I, don't you think, know, I don't think they can, though. Didn't Was it you, Robert, that told me they can't really trade him because of the salary cap hit? Not to the Jets. Right. Uh, no, the Vikings, no matter, if they, no matter who they traded Kirk Cousins to, they would suffer major salary cap implications. Now, I'm not a Viking yeah. fan. I don't, I'm not up to date on what their cap situation is, but apparently they would get a, a big penalty if they tried to dump his contract. But the thing is, Robert, if they, and I don't know, and, and this is something where I wish Rick were here. He might have heard more about this. But the thing is that if, uh, you know, the, the Jets, it's ridiculous. The Jets aren't winning that division. You know, again, it's like yeah. a two-team division. But Buffalo and Miami are going to win that division. So right. you're not going to win the division if you've got a team Let's say that you're going along good and you're, um, oh, San Francisco, and, uh, you know, he gets hurt again, Purdy gets hurt again. That might be worth it, or, or Philadelphia, or somebody who's got a chance at the playoffs because right. it's a one-year deal. It's a rent-a-player, like in baseball. Yeah. So if you pick him up, you don't have him for next year. You may yeah. be in salary cap hell for the rest of the season if you're the Vikings, but who cares? Now, I don't know how the cap works in the NFL, Chris, but apparently there are major penalties on both teams. Uh, in reg- regardless of who gets him and if Minnesota gets rid of him. So uh, in baseball, you can do that. You know, in hockey, in some cases, you can do that. I've, but in, uh, apparently the NFL yeah. cap is a lot more difficult to deal well, with. Well, if it actually happens, yeah. we'd find out more. The thing is, what I'm saying is that there's only three or four teams, you know, if Tua got hurt, if right. Purdy got yeah. hurt, if, you know, if, if you got a legitimate shot at the Super Bowl, if, if Hurts got hurt, if you got right. a legitimate shot at the Super Bowl, that's the teams that, that should think about it. You right. Know? But anyway, here's two that don't. The uh, Patriots beat the Jets 15 to 10. And this was the Patriots played worse than they did against Miami and the Eagles. The Jets played worse than they did against the Bills and the Cowboys. It was a, you know, we had a lot of unpredictable things. And we'll get to some of those in a minute. One of the things that was not unpredictable was that this would be a slog. It was raining. Zach Wilson was horrible. Mac, the Patriots offense, Mac Jones was okay, but the Patriots offense is horrible. Juju Smith-Schuster is hurt. Uh, they've got him out there. They they don't have enough weapons. And uh, Zach Wilson really doesn't have a lot of weapons, but uh, he's got more weapons actually than the Patriots do. But it's just uh, they can't they can't he can't get out of his own way. And they've now lost 15 in a row. The Jets have against the Patriots. So there you go. 
all kinds of different ways. And what else can you say? Buffalo against Washington, 37 to three. Well, Washington was undefeated and then they had to play Buffalo and that's what happened to them. (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't mean Washington won't win some more games and stuff. It's just uh, Buffalo's getting themselves back in, back in harness. I think that was a real, that game, uh, the first game against the Jets, we'll look back at that and say, what the heck happened that week? But you have games like that every week, but you remember from the first week and it was just so much adrenaline in the stadium, but Buffalo is going to be, be there at the end. And uh, you know, off they go. And this is how you know. This is how you know which games are good or bad because the Sunday drive, when they quit focusing on a game, you know it's out of hand at that point. And they had a lot of kind of lopsided games that they they avoided. Yeah, they They only had three or four games that were close. Here's one that got lopsided and they avoided because Houston beat Jacksonville 37 to 17. As badly as Houston played against the Colts, they played that well against Jacksonville as, as well as the, and the score. Jacksonville did play against Kansas City because they hung in there with them. They played that badly against Houston. And, I and the score wasn't even that close. It wasn't even that close 37 no. 17. It was it wasn't that close. No. Ironically, Chris, I heard of that the last 19 times that Jacksonville has played Houston, Houston has won 15 of those games. Wow. They just have their number. And so uh, how did you think uh, Stroud did, uh, uh, Sean? I think he did real well. I was impressed. I think he he's going to be the quarterback of the future. Hopefully he doesn't go to massage parlors and get in trouble. And, you know, hey. <laughs> no, that would be good. Um, let's see. So that was that. Indianapolis. How, now, who, again, we knew what that Patriots just got. Indianapolis and Baltimore, we didn't know about that. 22 to 19. Matt Gay, my, one, of my, one of my field goal kickers, the first person to ever pit, kick four over 50 yards. Uh, first time anyone's ever done that. Hmm. And, you know, the thing is, it, it, again, uh, as well as, as the Colts have actually played pretty well all, all through, you know. I mean, they, they beat, uh, you know, they beat, uh, uh, they lost to Jacksonville, but then they beat, uh, who'd they beat on the second game? They, they, Houston. Uh, they lost. Houston. Houston, yeah. And they played well doing that in Houston. And now, so, uh, and leading the division, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> For this week. Are they, Bill, are they playing better, a little bit anyway, better than you anticipated they would? Yes. Their offensive line's doing better. I think they, where it gets right down to it, I think they have maybe just a tad better coach this year. I think we're going to find that their new coach is actually a pretty good coach and will be for years to come. But we'll well, speaking see. of Frank Reich, he had to go to Seattle and play them, and they lost thirty-seven <laughs> twenty-seven. But uh, Dal- Dalton did pretty well. Dalton did better yes. than uh, than uh, their quarterback there from Alabama, Bryce, uh, Bryce Young, has Bryce been Young. doing. Yeah, and you know he's he's uh, he played a, a workmanlike backup quarterback game. But Seattle, you know, Seattle's back in, in harness now. They, uh, but he did move it better. So there you go. Yeah. Um, okay, Kansas City beat Chicago forty-one to ten, and nobody was talking about the game because Taylor Swift showed up. So hey, yeah, hey. Taylor, 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 is, Taylor is yes, she is dating Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that's right. So I, I don't think we ever that that'd be equivalent to one of the Beatles showing up at an NFL game, and they never yes. did yeah. that. So and and you know to be so. to be honest, I could care less. Well, yeah. that's me too. But whatever. Don't break up and she'll write a song about him. That's correct. Kansas City has played better each week, and uh, you know they managed to, uh, you know, got it out against uh, Jacksonville, and now they they killed the Bears. And uh, we'll go over the schedule in a little while, but uh, they got an easy pickings coming up. Arizona beat Dallas twenty eight to sixteen, and I told Rick because I was featuring the Dallas offense in my uh, my team. I said they won't play well. They will play down to the competition. That's what the Cowboys do, and 
which means they still should beat the Patriots. But, you know, if they screw up enough, they won't. But I, I think they will. And they're going to be home this time. But it's like Arizona. How how you, you know, you get to play Dallas and, and Dallas has been so great. How are you going to uh, get the number one draft choice? You go around beating Dallas. Yeah. And, well, and, and now and you're you already know. hearing you're already hearing the thing uh, that Dak cannot win a big game. Yep. Yep. And you're hearing when are we going to get rid of McCarthy? Dan Quinn should be the head coach. You're hearing all this <laughs> stuff because I listened to both of the post game shows. The one on the ticket it starts up there in Dallas. It starts immediately after the game, and then the one on the fan it's the network one. You know that goes for like four hours. Up on the, and the fans were going nuts, man. The fans were Cowboy fans were they were crazy. Oh, I man. I do see I see your hand, Pierre. I'll get you right when we get done with the scores here. Yeah, we're only got a couple more to go. Yeah. Pittsburgh beat the Raiders twenty. 20- Three to eighteen. Robert, explain yourself. Uh, well, I'm not Josh McDaniels, but I, 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 speaking of coaches, I don't know how good of a head coach he's going to be. Uh, you don't, with two minutes and twenty five seconds to go in the fourth quarter, fourth and five, you don't kick a field goal when you're on the, the Steelers uh, eight yard line. You go for the touchdown there, and you go for the two point conversion. What does the idiot do? He kicks the field goal. Oh, my defense will get the ball back. Yeah, you know when they got the ball back with 12 seconds left to go in the game. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, you, uh, I look, I, I am never one to criticize coaches. Uh, I, I like to uh, be supportive of my team. But honestly, all that time with Bill Belichick, he didn't learn how to run a game. I mean, it's, it's pathetic behavior. And I, When was I the last coach, but I, you say that about coaches, Robert. When was the last Raiders coach that you actually thought did pretty well most of the time? Uh, honestly, Tom Flores. Al Davis? Or, no, I'm just kidding. John Madden? Tom Flores, yeah. Tom Flores, yeah. You know, uh, but, and uh, just like the Chargers situation with Brandon Saley, Mark Davis is not going to fire him because, like the, like the uh, Spanos family, the Davis family is not loaded with money. So right. we're going we're gonna to have Josh for at least two more years. Yeah, okay. It's going to be bad. Then we go to Monday night. Philadelphia, Philadelphia beat Tampa 25-11. to 11, But this was one of those games that I don't think, well, you know, similar kind of score to the Giants game. I think that the Tampa Bay, they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't, they uh-huh. couldn't you know, one play nope. at a, a yard at a time at the best. I was listening yeah. to Eagles uh, announcers, and they said that th- this is it. They just can't run. And, oh. you know, they I don't know whether what they did in their first two games on the ground, but, boy, oh, boy, they were. And the they Eagles have a good any, defense. They didn't, do, yeah. they didn't do anything on the ground, Chris. I don't even, even know. I don't even know. Even Chris the Patriots did, that. did better on the ground than, than they did, and not that they did much, but they were did better than that. Jeez, I don't right, even know. Ahead, I don't even know, Chris, that the game was was twenty five to eleven. That it was even no. that close. No, yeah. no, it was. Yeah, and then the last game we had was uh, Joe Burrow, and he's. I think he's going to have to baby this uh, calf or yep. whatever it is, or hamstring all year. Yep. And uh, I think it took them the first half to get warmed up, and then they beat the Rams 19-16. to 16. And, Perry, I, it just seems like the Rams don't have uh, – when is Cooper Cup coming back? That's the big I, thing. Have, I have not heard anything. I have not heard yeah. anything. And they could they just couldn't get any – I mean, they had a touchdown in the – was it in the first half? I think it was called back. Yep. But they, other than that, they, they just couldn't get anything started. I mean, they finally got a touchdown right at the end of the game, but yep. by that time it, it was too late. Yeah, and they've got if they can get Cup back, and they because they've got two other good running. That Atwell's pretty good, and that uh, Nakua or whoever he is, um, you know that, that that that's a good core right there. They, the running game, I don't think is I don't know they don't have much no the going running on that. game. The running game is not very good. 
That, yeah. And that, that's why you have to ask yourself why they got rid of Cam Maker, you know? Well, I don't know, but if if Minnesota can get rid of Cousins, they'll figure out a way to get Cam, get rid of Cam Akers too to make their salary cap hit lighter or something. Yeah. Uh, so we got Pierre up, do we? We got, we're going to go to Pierre right now, and then Gina, you're going to be up right after Pierre. So Pierre, okay. go ahead, and then Gina, you'll be next. Well, well, the reason I said that the Saints blew that game was their veteran kicker after the preseason. They decided to trade him to Denver, and they kept yep. the rookie. And Perry and I had that discussion when it happened that yep. what happens with this rookie under pressure? Well, at the end, the Saints could have won it with a 46-yard field goal and missed it. Yep. The only thing right. I would – and he should have hit it, Pierre. The only thing I would give him, it was from the hash. And, I mean, norm, some sometimes those are harder to, to make, but a 46-yarder, that's one you should make. Exactly. Well, Will, Will, Will Lutz would have made that. So. Yeah, he would have. Absolutely, he would have. Think so, okay. And very uh, good, Gina. Uh, Gina. I'll bet okay. she's happy with. I'll bet she's happy about her Seahawks. I am very her, happy. But I'll bet her. Mar- but I'll bet her Mariners are giving her a headache. Oh uh, well, I got more than that giving me a headache right now. But that's. <laughs> oh, I don't think the Mariners are going to be in the off season this year. No, uh, I, well, I think they'll be in the off season soon, not the postseason. However, right. <laughs> well, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> whatever they're not going to do what they need season. to do <laughs> you, you know you know gina one thing with the mariners that that i'm i'm sure we're going to talk about seahawks but one thing with the mariners there's some strip in their clubhouse now from what i'm hearing because george kirby the other night threw 85 pitches and apparently then told scott service it was time to come out of the game 85 pitches is enough and mm. then um i forget the young pitcher bryce something or another and he was he threw a pitch and gave up a home run, and basically he threw his catcher under the bus for it. It's like, no, you don't throw yeah. the catcher under the bus when you give up a home run because the secret is even if the catcher calls that pitch, you can shake him off and throw whatever the heck you want. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Go, go ahead, Gina. Okay, so my question is um, about football. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. get um, NFL alert. Right. And I've been getting um, certain players with the letters CB after their name. And I'm trying to figure out what CB stands for. Cornerback? No, that would be QB. Cornerback? Cornerback. Cornerback? Yep, it's a defensive defensive position, a cornerback. I never heard of it. Yeah, that's what CB stands for. Defensive backs, yeah. Like never your, heard like of it. Deion Sanders and them, they, they're usually they the ones that get the interceptions. Uh, yeah, they were corner. Yeah, Joe yeah. Green, those guys. CB is linebacker, S is safety. Yep, that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you read a, a if you read a score uh, a score thing in the newspaper, they list all the positions by their initials, and that so that's how they send yeah. out the alerts. I get them too. Gina, is this from is this from the NFL's app? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. The same thing. Yeah. So RB running back. So they yeah. Just just think of the way who they are on the field, and you'll get it. Yeah. You always hear them just referred to as defensive backs, but they're actually the cornerback. Cornerback to safety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's possible. Yeah. My husband said that, but I thought he was saying quarterback. It's no. Nope. Well, that would mean you'd be listening yeah. to your husband, and who listens to a spouse, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to the if you listen you know, to the speech he, on the iPhone lots of times, you think it is saying quarterback. You do. You, that's oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There you yeah, go. That makes sense. Yep. There yeah. you go. So anyway, I just want to say real quickly that my husband yeah. was saying he doesn't think Russell's the problem on the Broncos on the Broncos game. He thinks it's the defense. 
Uh, well, to give up seventy to give yeah. up seventy points—that would cer- there's certainly validity to that statement. <laughs> Gina in Denver, it's the entire team. John, uh, Sean Payton took that job, but he didn't realize how bad it really was. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> okay, we'll see what happens. All right, All right. thanks, Gina. Yep. Sure. All right. Okay. All right, we got the standings for you, and we've been, we're down to only like what three or four undefeated teams here. Miami is only a three and zero. Buffalo two and one, Patriots one and two, Jets one and two. In the uh, AFC North, we have Baltimore two and one, Cleveland two and one, Pittsburgh two and one, Cincinnati one and two. Everybody can win that division. That's yep. going to be a good race. Yep. AFC South, the Colts leading it. As we said, two and one. Houston one and two, Jacksonville one and two, Tennessee one and two. In the West, Kansas City two and one, uh, the Raiders one and two, Chargers one and two, Denver zero oh, and three. NFC East, we have Philadelphia undefeated at three and zero. Dallas two and one. Washington two and one. The Giants are one and two. In the Central, uh, the North, I always do that. Detroit and Green yeah. Bay, who are going to play each other, you'll hear about that in a minute. Two and one. And the uh, the Bears and the uh, Vikings are at zero and three. NFC South. Plus, Atlanta, I think the Cubs are in much better position than the Bears. Yes, yes, I, yeah. uh, and the Twins are better than the Vikings. Atlanta yes. two and one. New Orleans two and one. Tampa Bay two and one. And Carolina. Oh, and three, and in the West, San Francisco three and zero, oh, Seattle two and one, the Rams are one and two, and Arizona one and two. So there you go for that, and then we'll grab the schedule here, and we'll give you that. And uh, all right, so we have for Thursday night, we have a, a good game they've got on prime time. Uh, Detroit at Green Bay, eight fifteen p.m. And that's on Prime Video. And that is a game, of course, everybody remembers the last game of the season, the last game of the regular season. And that was a very good game. And, uh, you know, the Lions didn't even need it, and they won the game. And uh, so that kind of made the Lions, you know, the darlings of of America. And they kind of are right now. Who says the Cowboys are America's team? Okay, for Sunday, we have Atlanta, Jacksonville. This is 9.30 a.m. in in London. This is going to be on the uh, the animated game or on ESPN Plus or on Westwood One Radio or whatever. Whatever your Sirius XM, whatever you can pick, whatever you're gonna do, and, and whether Robert. If you want to hear how the British do it, it's Talkport uh, number two. There you go, and they'll make it sound like a soccer game. I don't know how they do yeah. it, but they do. Yeah. Uh, then we got Miami at Buffalo, one p.m. Excellent game. That's that's going to be a good one. Yep. Then we have a bad game: Denver at Chicago at one p.m. on oh. CBS. The the uh, they're both on CBS: Miami at Buffalo and Denver at Chicago. Baltimore at Cleveland is one p.m. and that's on CBS. Cincinnati at Tennessee, one p.m. That's on Fox. The Rams are at Indianapolis, one p.m. on Fox. Tampa Bay at New Orleans, one p.m. on Fox. We have Washington at Philadelphia, 1 p.m. on Fox. Minnesota, Carolina, 1 p.m. on Fox. So another battle of the winless. Pittsburgh at Houston, 1 p.m. on CBS. The Raiders are at the Chargers, 4.05 p.m. on CBS. All I know is it's going to be crazy. I don't know what's going to happen, but it, 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 it's something strange will happen with these two coaches. Wouldn't you say, Robert? Yeah, and uh, it'll be 75 or 80% Raider fans at uh, SoFi Stadium. That's right. Yeah. And it'll be on CBS. Yeah. We have the Patriots at Dallas, 425 p.m. on Fox. That's the game. See, they got traded back over there. That would normally be a CBS game. But remember, the Eagles were on over here against them. Arizona at San Francisco, 425 p.m. on Fox. 
Then uh, for the Sunday night game, and this is, again, with flexing, there'll be some flexing involving uh, the Jet because Kansas City's going to play the Jet. People like they want to see Kansas City. That's fine. But there are going to oh, be yeah. games that people aren't going to want to see. Kansas no. City and the Jets, 8.20 p.m. on NBC. And, and that's a primetime night game. And we have another primetime night game on Monday with Seattle at the Giants at 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. So, NAB, you know, ABC. And ABC, that's right. That's right. That's right. No, I, I definitely think the uh, NFL is going to have to look at the Jets situation because of the number of primetime games they're scheduled for and how yeah, That's exactly, Robert, what uh, Chris Russo said yesterday. He said when they can get to the point where they can flex, they're going to have to flex some of these Jets games out. Yeah. yeah. Now, the other the other question I have is who did, uh, where were uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman? Were they at uh, they Tampa did, Bay? They, they, they did, did the Tampa Bay, Bay game. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so ABC trumped uh, uh, ESPN, even though the Correct. better game was the Rams game. But anyway. but now last so, last week though they did the ESPN game. That is correct. No, they did ABC. No, they did ABC last. No, week. they were on ESPN last week. Oh. Okay. Right. That was the that was the Steelers game. Yeah, I was. But but this week uh, the the ESPN crew that did the Rams Cincinnati game, mm-hmm. they're they fly they're flying directly from Cincinnati to London. They're doing the London game. Oh, there you go. All right. And I, but I listened. To, I listened to the uh, Eagles and the Bengals. I didn't even put on the Tampa Bay or the Rams last night because I was right. uh, getting ready for the show, and I figured just as easy to listen to the answers I want to hear. So we got right. some NFL stories. Greg Papa and Tim Ryan are now uh, going to be signed up for the four more years for the Forty Nine er Radio. Five more we'll years. Five more. Five more up through twenty twenty eight. So there you go. And uh, the Rams traded Cam Akers to Minnesota for a. Uh, a draft swap in nineteen in two thousand twenty six. I mean, who even knows what that's even going to be? And no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kareem Hunt was signed by the by Cleveland. I don't know if he'll even see the field because that's Jerome Ford that they've got is playing pretty good. So we'll see about that. And he played a little yeah, bit the other day. It sounded like. Did yeah. He? Okay. And by the way, unfortunately, uh, Jim Donovan was not there uh, the other day. But they said that would happen. He would be needing treatments at certain points and not be around. Yeah. So right. um, hopefully, he's doing okay. And the guy he wasn't, the he wasn't there. He wasn't there for the Monday game either. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know that. Um, uh, Trayvon Diggs, cornerback. There you go, Gina. Out for Dallas, uh, and that's maybe what she's even referring to. She maybe saw that on her phone. Out, out for the year yeah. with a torn uh, left ACL. And that's an important part of the Cowboys' defense. Yeah. Uh, Nick Chubb's uh, injury not considered to be career-ending, so he, he's going to try to come back for next year, a torn MCL. Uh, and then Usher will do the half, half, halftime show at the Super Bowl, and Super Bowl February uh, 11th, number 58 in Las Vegas. Yes. And Mike Williams, the Chargers, is out for the year, uh, torn ACL. Yeah. And uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo's in concussion protocol, and I guess as far as we know, Anthony Richardson is too. Yes. Yeah. What is, yes. Uh, yeah. what is the injury? To... What is the injury for Bryce Young, by the way? I believe it's concussion. Um, Him too. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, you, were, you were asking about Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. What has happened with them is they trade off. Yeah. One gets hurt one year, one gets hurt the next year. It kind of reminds me of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard with the Clippers, you know. <laughs> well, and remember, compared, 
Yeah, go ahead, Perry. And remember, Chris, the Jets signed Trevor Simeon today. They did. Yes. They did. That is not going to exactly move the needle because he's already been there and failed. So, right. you know, whatever. He's been everywhere and failed. Uh, even failed in Denver. So there you go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the thing the thing is, the yeah, it's good that they have something that Chargers and Clippers can be compared about because they're the uh, maybe next to the to the hockey teams they are the most irrelevant teams in Los Angeles. So there you go, as far as the fans are concerned. Yeah, well, the Kings are more popular than the Ducks, Chris. So. <laughs> well, that, yes, but they're not as popular even as the Chargers or the, right. you know, whatever, exactly. and uh, yeah. or the Clippers. Anyway, any more NFL before we go to baseball? Nope. No. And while, right. Chris is, while Chris is getting his baseball stuff, Jennifer, Bill and I talked about this yesterday, but I'll be interested to get your take, too. What was that on Saturday night? Oh. That game in Cincinnati. Let's see if um, she, is you may not, she may not be there. She no. oh, she's not be Okay. We'll come back. We'll come back. Was was the kind of game that when you they had a nine nothing lead, they end up yes. losing thirteen to twelve. And the thing is, if it, it it comes down to you lost a lot of you know two to ones, three to twos, five to fours, and various points in the season. But if you lose by a game or two, that's the one you're going to remember because it's so close to the end of the season. And, uh, and the that, that game, in pirate history, by the way. Yes, that yeah. game, according to Tommy Thrall and Jeff Brantley, they felt that that game officially eliminated, not officially mathematically, but they said that effectively ended yeah. the Reds' playoffs. A game like that, like we had the yeah. one with the Red Sox the night after Labor Day, they'd, they'd come in and uh, won, uh, you know, they got swept by Houston, which wasn't good, but then they won two out of three against Kansas City and won the first game against Tampa Bay, but then they had the walk-off home run, that uh, you know, and, and that was the night after Labor Day, and they never were the same. So, right. you know, that's what happens. So first of all, uh, Monday night, Adam Wainwright got his 200th win, so good for him. Now, he's probably had a lot of injuries because he's played a long time. So he has. He, he's had a lot of injuries. Yeah, so good for him to persevere. And, and they were Oliver able Mar- to, this year, He they were able to kind of, I guess, baby him through the season because he was hurt quite a bit yeah. this year, too. And yeah. they were able to get him just healthy enough to get that oh, 200th good. win. That's good. And they love him in St. Louis. Oh, they do. They do. So, yeah. Yeah. Him and uh, uh, Molina, they, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're favorites from that era. Oliver Marmol is going to come back uh, to manage again next year. I, yep. You know, I, for the last place finish, I mean, I guess they had a lot of injuries. They just figured there was nothing that he could do. And, of course, they went and fired their manager before uh, because this is supposed to be an analytics guy. So that's what they wanted. So they're going to give him another chance. I don't think injuries – is what put them in last place. It was part of it, but that's not what put them in last place. They think, underperformed think, all year. I think yeah. it's front office pairing myself. It, I think it, well, it is because they went out and, I mean, and I'm not saying it's all his fault. It isn't, but they went out and signed Wilson Contreras, yeah. whom the Cubs had no interest in bringing back. I mean, wouldn't you have to to think, okay, if the guy's own team, had no interest in bringing him back, maybe as a DH, but not a catcher. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think you would, wait a minute, if they have no interest, why would we? Yeah. Well, and, apparently, and apparently last year they had a trade worked out for him to go to Houston at the deadline, as, as I understand it. And apparently Dusty Baker said he didn't want him, and that put that mm-hmm. nixed yeah. the trade. Wow. And uh, the Cardinals gave him a five-year deal. and that, Yes, they did. One of those, that's going to be one of those contracts they're going to regret. Well, and if you've watched them, Robert, like I have, the pitchers, overwhelmingly, they want to throw to Andrew Kisner. 
That is correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shohei Atani's uh, had his surgery. It was not Tommy John. The surgeon uh, Neil uh, Eldridge, Eldridge. Did, the, did it, and he yep. did the uh, did the surgery, and he had done the done it before. So he went in there and cleaned some stuff out. He will not be able to pitch in 2024, but he can DH as of opening day. So that's Correct. he's got a market now for that, yeah. and that's good. Detroit hired uh, Jeff Greenberg as a, a GM, but that's the sort of the business guy. He worked for the Blackhawks. He worked for the right. Cubs, and now uh, Scott Harris is the player personnel guy. So that's, that's what that correct. is. He Scott but, Harris is, is the one that they call him. I think the head of baseball operations, yeah. and that, yeah. this guy is the GM. And I mean, basically, if there's something that the head of baseball operations doesn't want to take the blame for, this guy gets it. That's right. <laughs> uh, Clayton Kershaw passed uh, Don uh, Drysdale for number two for the Dodgers all time. He has 210 wins. Mookie now, Mookie Betts now has uh, 105 RBIs as a leadoff man, a record. And of course, he hits, does them a lot himself with a leadoff home run. Uh, he he broke Charlie Blackman of uh, Colorado's record, and that was a uh, set in 2017 with 103. Uh, and uh, Bruce Jenkins and uh, uh, Marty Lurie. It's a little early for that, but we can kick it around for a minute anyway. We don't have much time. We're getting tight. But Bruce Jenkins and Marty Lurie don't think that Gabe Kapler should come back. What do you guys? Uh, uh, what no, have you heard, Robert? I, I well, the, a lot of the writers have said the entire front office needs to be cleaned out and they need to start all over. Uh, and San Francisco is seven, 17th in attendance, Chris, and that ballpark is used to being full. That's right. What, from what I'm hearing, though, Robert, and, and unless you're hearing something different than this, at least as of now, it sounds like they will be back, or at least yeah, you know well, there's no there's no rumblings to the you know the the owner uh, Greg Johnson, the one that's running the team now, has basically already came out and said, "Well, I pick up both of their options. They're they're going to come back." So you know, okay. I think that's a mistake. But well, Bruce know. and Marty are not happy. No, that's for sure. Uh, the Yankees. Well, the next question is, what about? Uh, 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 Aaron Boone, you know, he's the first time he has not made the playoffs, and, uh, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. We already know the GM's coming back. He said as of yesterday he has heard nothing either way. Mm -hmm. I take that to to mean it may not necessarily be good. No, No, but a lot of times I know that Alex and and they will have a day after or two days after the season meeting, and I think that's when you'll start to find out what's going on here, too. So. A lot of times they just wait for the season to be over. That reminds uh, me, Chris, speaking of Alex, he was on MLB Network Radio yesterday morning mm-hmm. with uh, Steve Phillips and Jensen Lewis, and they asked him if he was interested in the GM thing, and he basically, he didn't say absolutely not, but he basically said he was not going to be managing and all this stuff for ever and ever because his kids yes. are six and he said by the time they get into teenagers and this and this he said i want to be there for them you know because he said you only get to do this once yep yeah down the road he might be or he could of course be a broadcaster he would be just yep. fine as a broadcaster so he will he will not manage forever and one guy who'd managed a long time and is going to retire is uh, terry francona and that's kind of sad it's it's you know he's still not an old man you know he's about 60 but his health has been or maybe 65 but his health has been bothering him and just off and on 64 there you go and uh you know his health is uh you know it's just too bad he's had a lot of stomach he said he said he would like to do some traveling while he's still you know is still not old old he said i you know he said i just want to do some traveling and stuff like that that i've never been able to do because of baseball he can go around with uh, marty brenneman and amanda they can go places (laughs) 
So, uh, so this was interesting, and this proves that uh, they and baseball benefited by this. They only had nine games in this year uh, for regulation games that were longer than three and a half hours. Uh, in 22, there were 231, and in 21, there were 390. So that just shows you it worked. It they worked. got what they wanted, and yep. I'm enjoying it myself. I, I am too. I am really, too. And, really I didn't, and I didn't think I would when it ha- I didn't think I would when it happened. Yeah, the it really is going back to the pace that we grew up with. Go, go ahead, Jennifer. The only thing I don't like is the ghost runner on the... I, no, I agree with you there. <laughs> I agree with you on that one. When it's late at night and I've got to get up the next day, I don't mind it, but, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and just as a reminder, Chris, it, when the playoffs start on Tuesday, That'll go the, away. The, the ghost runner goes away, but ev- all the other rules remain yes. the same. So yes. if p- players wanted an, an extended pitch clock, baseball said no. Nope, that's good. That's good. I mean, they played that way in the 50s through the 80s. Why not? You know, I just heard Buck Martinez on an interview say that. That's what I played. That's the game we played, so no problem. All right, a quick look at the standings today. Baltimore is 97 and 58. Tampa Bay is 95 and 62. So that's like a three-game lead that uh, uh, they have over, uh, I think it's three. And so uh, 39 and 90. Yeah, three games. So three-game lead. So Tampa Bay has something to play for as they come in here, but they're going to be in the playoffs, so they know that. So We'll see how uh, interested. It's going to be tough. Three with six to go or five, seven to go. But then in the West, we have, we already know that Minnesota won the Central in the West. Texas, 88 and 68. Houston, 86 and 71. So two and a half there. Seattle, 84 and 72. So four out in the division. And for the wild card, Tampa Bay, of course, is atop, atop that with 95 and 62. Toronto, 87 and 69 is second right now. And that's, you know, they did, they really did a number of the last couple of weeks. Houston is now third at 86 and 71. And then Seattle is 84 and 72. So they've got a game and a half. They still got a chance, but it's going to be hard. And Texas got the tiebreakers over everybody in the West. So that's, that's what they tell us. Yep. In the National League, and the reason there's still a half game, yep. Houston has a day off on Thursday, so that's why okay. that's why there's yeah. a half a game. Now, on the, just, just real quick, on the weekend, the Rangers will be playing the Mariners, the Astros will be playing the Diamondbacks, so clearly the Diamondbacks are going to need those games, and the Astros yes. are going to need those games. So in a sense, those are playoff games. They are. Atlanta is 156. The Dodgers 96 and 59. It's almost over, but it looks like Atlanta is going to have the home field throughout the uh, National League playoffs. I hope they're 59 in three days. Yeah, and the Dodgers are playing a doubleheader today. They are, and the Rockies in the fifth inning are leading the Dodgers three to nothing. Okay, so uh, you know, Dodgers. I think you know they're 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 getting a buy. You know, they're they're probably all right in the buy. And we can maybe quickly talk about the schedule because you were talking about that, uh, Perry. Uh, and when we get done with this, we're almost done. Milwaukee has just about got the division. They're like 88 and 66. The Cubs 82 and 74. So I don't know what the tiebreakers are, but the Cubs uh, can only get to 88. Yeah, they, so. the Cubs can only get to 88. But the Brewers, I mean, they have three games left, so we probably don't know who won the season series there. So they yeah, they play yeah. this weekend. And that'll, like we said earlier, that'll be interesting to see if you're the Brewers. Do you want to play this weekend and then turn around and play three more? Or would you, right. if you could, would you rather play somebody different that's an interesting right so the wild card philadelphia's just about got the number one wrapped up at 87 and 69 arizona number is one Magic numbers one, okay. Arizona and the Cubs are both 82 and 74 with the Arizona with the tiebreaker. So the Arizona's number two right now, the Cubs number three. Then you have Cincinnati at 80 and 77. And so that's a pretty big hill for the Reds. It's like two and a half game, and San Francisco's done. So that's don't, forget right. the, don't forget the Marlins. And oh, the Marlins. I forgot about that. They are uh, one game behind the Cubs. 
Oh, I forgot to write them down. Thank you, Perry. Yeah. Okay, so that's the that's the one the Cubs in Arizona have to watch out for. Is the Marlins, the Reds, and the, Cub, and the Cubs have the tiebreaker with no neither one of those two teams. So yeah. the Cubs gotta, have gotta, to they have to win their way in. That's right. And uh, then uh, so what we basically have is we have no baseball next Monday, Correct. and then we'll have games on opposite us on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yep. That's when all the wild card games are, right? All the wild first. All round the games. wild cards are Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and it's all in one venue. So you don't. It's not going to be you know two games here and then you go to that for one or right. whatever. It's all. So if the the Reds are playing the Marlins, it's all in either Cincinnati or Miami. It's not going to be That's traveling. Right. And then okay. Friday, we do have our normal Friday. We start the division series on Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we have about 10 minutes, and we have college football to talk about. So go for it, Perry and John. Well, I guess the probably, I, I think you'd agree, Sean, the two best games of the day that I saw certainly was not the Iowa-Penn State game, but um, <laughs> no. uh, Clemson and Florida State. Florida State is one of the luckiest teams so far this year. Yeah. When you have to get lucky like that, yeah. eventually that runs out. But they they beat yeah. Clemson in overtime again. And then the other one that was really good was, of course, Notre Dame losing in the last and, seconds to Ohio State. And, and you know, first of all, on that Clemson game, I mean, Clemson's 0-2 in conference now. And Notre Dame, they lost the last second. But the last two plays of the game, they had 10 men on the field. And Marcus Freeman tried to say, oh, we didn't want to take penalty. We didn't want – but you know, they only had 10 men on the field, and they're trying to go down and hold on to the lead, and Ohio State comes back and wins. A couple of other really interesting games that I thought, Oregon State, Washington State, that was on at the same time. That was yep. a good battle. And LSU, LSU and who, Arkansas, who won that battle? That was, uh, Oregon State won it. Oregon State won, I think, yeah. And, and then LSU, LSU beat Arkansas. Arkansas. That was a good battle. Yeah, that was, that was a huge battle. Oregon, man, Oregon is the best team Right now, they're the best team out there. I mean, yes, Colorado got a reality check, but Oregon yeah. could have put they could have put seventy on Colorado very easily. They but you know, they somebody could, was they saying could... yesterday, Sean, that, it, that you know Colorado now that they're actually playing teams because Colorado State wasn't any good. TCU should have probably have beaten them, but now that they're playing teams, they're going to learn what it's like to actually play teams. Yeah, well, they got you. Know, you, you like USC in, in Colorado this weekend after the well, Broncos <laughs> got killed like that, yeah. and, the, and the Buffalo. They, yeah, and Colorado, Colorado's got USC this week. They still have Utah and UCLA. Uh, you got that game this week. Who does the, a big game? Game day is going to be at Duke for Notre Dame and Duke. Game day has never been there for Duke football. Notre Dame Duke is a highlight game. Kansas and Texas. Kansas is four and zero. That Kansas BYU game was a battle up until the last minute when Kansas it jumped out. Was. Kansas. Kansas got BYU. Uh, now Auburn's struggling with Hugh Freeze, but the oldest rivalry in the South, Auburn Georgia. You got that game. You got LSU, Ole Miss uh, going at it, and Colorado. I mentioned going to go to USC. Let's see if they can bounce back. Or USC finally get to play a team that you know. Uh, USC finally gets some competition too. So you get to see what Caleb Williams is really like this year. And the the good game this week, Friday night, Utah and Oregon State. Another ranked matchup but but those are some of the key games for this weekend i think and i and i will tell you i was incredibly disappointed in Ole miss's effort i mean this is yeah this is not a i mean alabama's okay but this was not one of the this is not one of their top flight teams and to go in there and and to get a 10 to nothing lead and they never scored again i mean wow no you cannot do that yeah they 
Ole Miss gave the game away. I listened to a lot of that they, game. They absolutely did. Colorado, yeah, because Oregon was Oregon was already dominant on Colorado. But that Oregon Colorado game, surprisingly, the highest rated game this year in college football so far. Ten million people stayed with it because maybe they wanted to see the Dion haters wanted to see how bad it was going to get. <laughs> so let's give you the top ten real quick this week. And of course, uh, Florida State keeps dropping. They win, but they drop, and they win, but they drop because they're not doing it impressively. Georgia number one, Michigan number two, Texas three, Ohio State. Four, Florida State down to five now. Uh, Penn State six, Washington seven, USC eight, Oregon nine, and Utah ten. So that's, that's and, your, and then that's your highlights: Iowa and Colorado both fell completely out. Right. Yep. Okay. All right. And, and uh, so we have and, and the Auburn anymore? and the Auburn yeah. Georgia game will be your CBS uh, mid afternoon yep. game. So that'll be and the and the yeah. fans of course are already annoyed with Hugh Freeze. Why did we hire Hugh Freeze? But <laughs> yeah, they could have Dion. They could have had Dion. They could, well, they could have had Dion, and they all—they probably almost had Lane Kiffin until it leaked out. Yep. Okay. Well, you have a few media things. I think the the one that I want to lead with though is Tony Roberts, because we all, you know, if you listen to football on the radio, you heard Tony. He's like a local guy because you heard him every week on Notre Dame football. Heard him on Mutual. Heard him on Westwood One. And he died at ninety five year, years old or ninety four. I said, uh, I guess it was. He did play by play for Notre Dame from nineteen eighty until uh, the January first or second or whatever two thousand six of the Fiesta Bowl. From, he's from Chicago. Uh, radio and uh, college Hall of Fame. I know he's in the Radio Hall of Fame. I think they said college as well. Uh, he worked with uh, Mutual and Westwood One. He did. Uh, he did the uh, the Senators. People don't realize it, but he did when they when uh, I think it was uh, what was his name? Uh, Short. Uh, I can't think of his uh, first name. He owned the Senators, and he hired Ted Williams. He went to a new station. He got uh, doing announcers. And in seventy and seventy one, uh, Tony Roberts was there working, and he did a good job on that. I think he also did games for the Bullets for a couple of years. Then, of course, he went into the NFL. And the cool thing they did, in 74, they said, let's have a 4 o'clock game. Because most of the time, you know, yeah, you have two or three games at 4 o'clock, but most people weren't in the market. So you'd say, okay, you're in this area, Dallas and Pittsburgh are playing, and you're trying to find the game on the radio. You're in the car, you're somewhere. How are you going to get the game? Yeah, unless you have armed forces or you had, you know, uh, it could get WCAU because they used to pick things like that up from Philadelphia. They started, what a good idea that was. I'm sitting there, we used to go to Rick's for the football games, and I'm sitting there listening to the game just like he's watching it it was great you know and and tony did that for many many years and then uh, got in and started to do them at the same time he was doing notre dame and then he also did notre dame basketball on mutual they when they had the good their good teams in the 70s they did that he uh, also did um, the nlcs i know for sure that they did the 75 uh, nlcs i don't know that sometimes the leagues would have different contracts with different people and different arrangements but i know tony did that in 75 because i remember listening to it see who the red Sox was going to play after they beat the A's, and then he did golf, he did the Olympics, you know, for Mutual, he did a daily sports show uh, every morning, you know, they had one on the networks, you know, Howard did the ABC, Kurt Gowdy did an NBC one in the 70s, and, and I think Andy Musser did the CBS one, and, you know, they, they, that was part of what you did, you know, because if you were in the middle of nowhere, maybe you couldn't get the national sports, you know, and so you could pick it up on your network affiliate, so that was, he was he was a local announcer for all of us, I think, at the time. And he, and did, he, did, some, he did some NC CAA stuff for us for when they first, you know, started putting it on the radio back in, mm-hmm. you know, it, in the day. Yeah. He did some. He did some of that, not much, but he did. He some. was a good yeah. basketball, football, an excellent football announcer, yep. an excellent baseball announcer, and an excellent basketball announcer. He, and he was, he, and he was funny when he was on with Larry King in the morning. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. Those were great. Those were great. Yeah, those were. <laughs> a couple of quick uh, hockey notes for announcers. Pittsburgh Penguins are switching their people around. They're going to have Josh uh, Getzoff do the uh, TV and Steve Mears do the radio. I don't know. I haven't never heard uh, Steve Mears. I know Josh Getzoff is pretty good. So we'll see how that works out. And uh, Robert, in a minute or so, why don't you tell your little story about the Bruins and Rangers? Because this is kind of a strange thing well, they're going to do. Uh, yeah, this is quite strange. Alec Bow, who for the last six years was the TV voice of the L.A. Kings, well, he'll no longer be doing that because L.A. is putting their radio and TV guys, radio and TV broadcast together. So Nick Nixon and Jim Fox are going to do that. So Alex Faust has to go get a job. So, well, he got two of them, and this is the first time I've ever heard of this. He's going to be a backup TV announcer for the Boston Bruins, and Jack Edwards is not happy about that, by the way. And uh, he's also going to be a backup radio announcer for the New York Rangers. I've never heard of one play-by-play guy working for two different teams in the same league. So. No. Nope, I nope. have not either. But what I have heard is we are out of time, so stay yep. tuned. Book I... Talk is coming up, and we will be back next week. So we will see you next week.